Welcome to Thinking Reimagined. Thinking Reimagined is a unique platform for thoughts provoking intergenerational dialogue in a diverse and inclusive setting with a focus on impactful change in the global workplace and community. Our stakeholders' conversations aim to spark thought, leadership, curiosity, engagement, collaboration, and learning amongst individuals, teams, and beyond. Enjoy, Enjoy this episode. episode and subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and other outlets. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us again on the Thinking Reimagined podcast. I am Nifemi Oguntui. On this episode, we're talking about security and safety in uncertain times. And you agree with me that the past couple of years have been quite challenging for Nigeria, from issues of terrorism to banditry, kidnapping, armed robbery, recently rising cases of ritual killings, fraud here and there, and the list is endless. Kaduna is in the eye of the storm. Uh, the recent weeks, um, the Abuja Kaduna rain, uh, trade rather, was attacked by a group of terrorists, uh, hundreds, uh, over 100 people who are told are still missing. And it's been a troubling challenge for many concerned Nigerians, particularly when you consider the impact that that is having, not only on security of lives and property, but also on the economy of the people. So it's important that we begin to talk about safety precautions at times like this. And that's why we're joined by um, someone who should know. We're joined on this particular podcast by Shaibo Danjima, who is a graduate of mass communication from the University of Medjugorje in Borneo State. He's a security expert with military background, specifically Nigerian army, participating in UN peacekeeping operation in the uh, Darfur, South Sudan. He's also got um, years of experience in humanitarian security in the Northeast, North Central, Northwest, and corporate security in the Southwest. I'd like to begin by asking Dr. Anna how safe she feels in the Nigeria of today. You know, Nefemi, that's an interesting question to ask at this point in time. But, you know, I, I'm glad to be here today because when I think of safety and security, as you've mentioned, there's so many elements to it. We're talking about the physical, or the, we're talking about the financial, we're talking about online, we're talking about mental, it, the list goes on. And I know that you have made reference to Nigeria specifically, but because we're a global podcast, we have to look around the world. There is so much uncertainty in the world. We, we're still learning to live with COVID. And that in itself was a health security. Um, but we've managed to, um, should I say, overcome the, the first two years. And uh, now we're living with it and restrictions have been taken, but we still have to be cautious. You know, we still need to remember to put on our mask when we think we're in overcrowded places. We still need to 
use prophylactics if we can. Um, so security is such a broad subject, but for today, I, th I think that it's wonderful to have Shwaibu joining us as we look at some of the more delicate areas right now, the physical, the financial, the online, the mental, um, which also spills into all of the places and things that we're talking about. I mean, even the war in, um, well, is it a war and an invasion? Yeah, Ukraine's invasion. It's affecting us in many ways, yet there's a distance. So really the cosmos in which we live in is it just getting smaller and smaller. And we have to be aware and attentive to what's going on around us because we don't live in a silo. It's a global world. But I'm so glad that this is the topic for today. And I'm looking forward to, you know, not just talking about them, but really talking about the solutions because where is solutions based um, podcasts where the issues are put to the forefront, but we want to think about the solutions or the things that people should be thinking about as they continue to exist in this um, ecosystem. So welcome, Shwaibu. Okay, good afternoon, everybody. It's uh, a pleasure to have me on this wonderful platform. Um, uh, my friend has, uh, you know, dogs and uh, Dr. Amas, and then the Aqua person. Uh, is this a, a very wonderful, um, you know, gathering? And um, thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you, Mr. Danjima, for joining on this one. So I'm hearing it that um, you have military background, especially with the Nigerian army, and that you participated in UN peacekeeping operation in Darfur. Did you actually shoot a gun? <laughs> well, it, it, it's part of the military training. You cannot be a military without actually know how to, you know, how to activate a gun. So that one is fundamental. Absolutely. <laughs> you, yeah. you know, it's interesting the developments in the world around us. We, we hear that many civilians are joining the Ukrainian troop to fight the Russian invasion. And, you know, back here in Nigeria, there's a lot of reflection as to really if there is conflict, then there's no such thing as being a civilian. At a particular age, uh, for instance now, someone of my age in Ukraine might not be allowed to leave. Even if I have a wife and children, it might just be conscripted into the Ukrainian army. How would you advise that, um, you know, we hear a lot about kinetic and non-kinetic way of fighting the war here in Nigeria. Would you advise that young Nigerians should begin to think of how to defend themselves really when they're um, as, as preparation for the for un, unforeseen circumstances, so to speak? Uh, let me first and foremost start from the Ukrainian situations that you just mentioned. You see, the, the situation in Ukraine is quite dicey. And that is the reason the president now came up that all able men who are willing to carry arms are free to do so. Why is it it's now become a, a, a side of necessity? Uh, people actually need to defend their country in the in the wake of uh, you know uncertainty because um, the numbers of the security forces currently on ground uh, might not be enough to you know to deal disaster today with the situations at hand. And that is the reason those are the hands of affairs. They need necessary that, okay, um, since the situation is like this, how do you deal with it? It's so bringing civilians, even though they don't have a military background training, even though they don't know how to shoot them, but at that moment, 
of course, they have to, you know, find the ways of uh, decisively handling the situations. And that's the reason they now co-opted the civilian element to carry arms, at least to defend their country. So that's uh, about that. Then, narrow down to Nigeria. Yes, let me just give you a little a bit of uh, insight about what happens recently in somewhere in Kaduna State. I saw some able young guys, they came out and was even pleading with the government that if only government can give them weapon to defend themselves without even salary, they'll be very happy. And that is actually to tell you the kind of situation we find ourselves that even those that were not trained how to handle guns, of, of course, they're not begging government to give the arms to defend their community. So that's the situation. So see, where you find yourself in at a crossroad, there's nothing you cannot do, whether you have the backgrounds or not. Of course, the situations will not dictate what should be done at that material time. And this is what is actually playing out. Do you think we're at that point yet where we should start talking about self-defense and the need for people to get prepared in that regard? Okay, basically, like hmm. the, the topic of the day, we are talking of uh, um, safety and securities in uncertainty, isn't it? When you are moving to certain location, the possibility or tendencies of me coming back safe is not there with particular regard to the situation we find ourselves in this country. But again, um, yes, we say the primary responsibilities of government is to protect lives and property. But if that is not actualized, then the next thing is for citizens to think from the other way around. And this is what is actually going on. Yes. It's interesting you should ask that question because I think that all of us, um, should take some responsibility to understand and learn self-defense of some sort, because at any time, oh, hello, darling, at any time, you may have to defend yourself. You know, we're talking about the larger platform of war and terrorism, but even in your daily life, there's a level of self-defense that you should know and understand. So you're aware of your surrounding. So you know how to react to somebody should attack you. Um, that is very important. I'm not advocating for people slapping, punching or not. No, I'm saying learn self-defense, learn and understand how to protect yourself, whether physically, whether online, particularly in the age in which everyone is on a digital platform. We're literally watching the invasion of Ukraine on our phones, on television. So the world and the way we look at wars has changed. So it is important in times of uncertainty to prepare yourself for these kinds of things. Don't wait until it occurs. Learn self-defense. Learn how to protect yourself within your homes. Somebody mentioned to me yesterday you know, that um, the wife was sleeping and somebody tore the net into the window and took away the phone. Can you imagine a woman is sleeping in her room with three children and someone has torn the netting that you put to protect yourself from mosquitoes to reach for your phone? Um, so where is the security there? Where is the safety net that the person needs within their home? So we have to learn to protect ourselves, um, whether it's self-defense, whether it's being aware. People are generally walking around without sort of seeing what's going on around them. And then they suddenly react. But in that moment of reaction, you've missed 
the, the symbols, the things that are occurring around you that can help any law enforcement who wishes to engage and help you out because you're not, you're not paying attention, you're, you're in a tunnel. So we have to become more aware and we have to educate ourselves. I absolutely think so. I agree with you, Dr. Ama, that we have to add to our spiritual vigilance some, <laughs> some security awareness, uh, like you have said. Uh, Mr. Danjima, uh, what, what we intend to do with this session is to help the listener understand precisely uh, what they can do, you know, in uncertain situations, um, particularly with your expertise and experience in this regard. Not everyone has the privilege of having the police escort or having, you know, security infrastructure where they live. And there are a lot of um, security advisories that are now being shared on social media platforms about what you need, what you need to do. I heard someone say, don't go out at night. And for someone like me, I don't know how possible that is because I work at night and then I close from work by 11 p.m. and I have to drive back home. So perhaps you can help us with some security tips. You know, Dr. Amato talked about the need to be aware of what is happening and, you know, pay attention. What would you say we can add to all of this information to help? Okay, um, thank you very much. Uh, before I answer that, let me a little bit, lay my voice to what Dr. Ama just said with particular regard to uh, self-defense. Self-defense is, is very critical uh, at any point, whether in the war times or in the peace time. Yes, there are so many things that, um, you know, one puts into um, considerations with regard to self-defense. When you are in your house, there are certain things you need to take into cognizance because um, moving out, in and out of your house, you don't know who loves you and who hates you. So for that reason, you need to develop some self-protection. You know, what are some of these protection? Yes, I'm going to the market. Who are you going to meet in the market? There are hundreds of thousands of people you know, um, transacting in the market, but you don't know their inner mind. You don't know their, their, their motive of coming to the market. You may know yourself, but you don't know the other people, okay? Try as much as possible to, um, you know, understand the, 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 the security dynamics. Some of these security dynamics is, yes, yeah, in the market, when the people are there, what am I going to expect? Is it, I mean, will somebody probably look at maybe my outfit or look at the kind of car I drive in? Or even look at you as a person because no, it's not even um, threat actors does not even only look at the the wealthy personalities these days again. One or doesn't look at once you are human because of course by the time they they kidnap you, they can now what begin to call for money, you know, come for ransom. Okay, so for that reason, yes, don't just move in a lonely location. When you are in a lonely locations, a lot of things. Attract factors that you know probably want to exploit the loneliness of that location to strike, and by the time they strike, it might be it becomes a, a kind of disastrous. By the time they pick you from a, a lonely locations, I mean, and then we didn't need to call for for uh, you know for ransom. Okay, so this is just about that. So you need to a kind of have uh, this sense of uh, self defense on anything, of course. You know, when you are going to a particular locations, just try as much as possible to, 
maybe half uh, one, maybe uh, sort of, you know, mingling with, with people, try to move close to where there are security locations. And if eventually there's no security locations in where you are going, try as much as possible to avoid going out in a time that, uh, you know, uh, threat actors can easily strike. Okay, that alone is equally self-defense. And then if in your house, you should have something like maybe, of course, you may have, uh, if for instance, maybe you have a, a small, you know, it's more sticky in your house, okay? In case of maybe somebody is knocking your door in the, at the odd hours, you know, you should be able to maybe, well, possibly somebody break into your, into your house at the odd hour. You should be able to use something to, to, to threaten that person as well. Of course, that person will realize, oh, this person is not, uh, it's not somebody that we cannot easily, I mean, pick him or her away. So that, that alone is what? is self-defense. That is just all about that. And then, of course, the, the security situations in the country, securities are not enough to cover every, I mean, every part of the country or every individual, every citizen. You cannot, you know, afford to hire the services of a policeman to guide you in the night. But rather, you make you improvise. What are some of uh, what are some of these these techniques in some community? You see, they have a vigilante in the houses, okay, or in the um in the community. Of course, they task themselves to pay some tokens at least to um to support some of these uh, you know vigilante. The, I mean, the watch the watch the watchmen, you know, they 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 watch over their 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 their, their clients, so to say. They protect them. If there is anything, there is alarm. That one too, of course, is self-defense. And then other issues that has to do with uh, probably security advisory is very important. Why do we have security advisory? Security advisories provide some kinds of guidelines, some kind of uh, you know awareness to I mean uh, to citizens or to whoever is concerned. And these things goes a long ways in 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 protecting. Uh, individuals, okay. <clears throat> One, if you are traveling, don't travel when it is too late. Don't travel too early. Just travel <clears throat> at least at the right time. When is this right time? The times is probably the times that you notice that other people they started moving. Okay, assessing the road before before you, before you, you hit the road. But when you are traveling at uh, maybe late in the night, anything can happen. Let's even forget about uh, maybe arm robbery. There are certain things if you we don't pray for any uh, you know emergency. If you if if you involve in an accident in the uh, in the middle of night, it will be very very difficult, pretty difficult for you to have a rescue because you travel at uh, at at all time times that the people you hardly see in influence of a. Uh, you know, motorists. So it is advisable when you're traveling, travel at the times that there's, uh, you know, um, a well-defined visibility, adequate visibility to it, to also see from at least uh, 400, uh, you know, meters ahead of you. In other situations whereby you are traveling and there's poor visibility, darkness, anything can happen. And then, of course, come to think of this, threat actors always exploit, you know, darkness. Okay, once it is that, that is when you see robbers of routines, you know, more than the, the I mean, the, the, the daytime. Though these days you see I'm robbers of routine, the daytime, but of course, 
the the magnitude is 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 less than when you are traveling in the night. And then again, you see, sometimes something strikes me if I come to 18. I see some people exposing their financials and you know, positions and all those things in the 18. Yeah, I, 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 sometimes when this is something that you can do it secretly. If you slot in 18, of course you cover it. And if you collect your money or withdraw your money, put it secretly without picking so that other people to see that you, you, you collected money. But I have seen that more often than not. People try, try to problem impressing the, 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 the next person that yes, they have uh, you know, enough money in their accounts and all those things. So those things pertain to uh, you know, uh, threats. It brings about threats. People will be watching you. And then, of course, as I said, you don't know who likes you. Of course, you, you come to the bank to withdraw money. Other people as well came to the bank to withdraw money. You don't know. Sometimes you see some people withdrawing just 500 naira, some 1,000. And then you are withdrawn up to 50,000, 100,000. And then one thing again that even, you know, um, strike me most is the fact that some people will trust if we are in the ATM, they'll just write a kind of, you know, took over everything, they'll not allow other people to, to withdraw more, and they'll be withdrawn upon withdrawn huge amount of money. Other people might even, I, I kind of doing that, it, it might even strike attention to attack you. That is one. Another thing is, yes, you should, one, we should try as much as possible to maintain low visibility. Yes, all figures are got equal. Some of us, you know, um, some of us were born with gold, um, I mean, the gold, gold spoons in our mouths, and others are from poor backgrounds and all those things. So we should not try to, you should, we should try as much as possible to, to, you know, to reduce our level of uh, exposure because all those straight actors, it is when you expose yourself that somebody will now, you know, begin to, uh, uh, to read minutes. So, oh, this one is from a wealthy background and all those things. So by so doing, they can apply anything against you. They can attack you. Okay, and then of course, yes, it is our tradition in Africa, so particularly in Nigeria, yes, that you know, the question you see people spreading money, you know, that is where you see the timbers and calibers and all those things. So people are watching, as you are demonstrating, as you are exposing your financial models, your financial positions, spreading money, and all those things. So um, we should try as much as possible to minimize this. It, it, it will not help us, particularly the present condition with, with, with financials in this country. Insecurity everywhere is another thing. Some people, sometimes in an occasion, you see, you probably see some people coming to occasion. It's not just to see how the occasion should be conducted, but just to monitor, assess, and evaluate those that has money, those that is money, you know. So all those things we should try as much as possible to, okay. you know, to reduce it in the in the public places. And then other thing again, in a community. One should equally try as much as possible to do it. So to 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 don't 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 just do things in isolation. We know that sometimes when you expose yourself, people know that this one is this. But again, one should try to try as much as to you know, to ensure that uh, you have one or two friends in the community. Because sometimes if you don't have friends, if an incident is going on, nobody will tell you. They'll look at you say, this one is, is full of ourselves. It doesn't, you know, um, uh, niggle with people. It doesn't associate with people. They were like to, you know, I mean, to die in silence. But once you are niggle with people, of course, when certain things is going on, they'll tell you, hey, ah, my brother or my sister, something is going on. Have you heard what is going on? You see, ah, so that one too is part of, uh, you know, um, uh, self-defense because 
They say security generates is only about hospitalization of ideas. Where you not you not share idea with people, even if there's something that is happening in the in uh, in maybe very close to your to the uh, neighborhood. No, yeah. Nobody, yes, around you. Nobody tells. So one should try as much as possible to you know to put that into our uh, planning at so. And then of course again, if um if one is financially buoyant to be of course putting on the you know cctvs in our houses which equally helps a lot because sometimes when uh threat tactors are probably operating maybe they get access into your company the cc you know camera will be able to to monitor who does what who enters and all those things okay by so doing you'll be in a comfort of your room watching the actions that is going on and then of course as that is going on you can equally get in touch with those that are concerned, at least the security forces, to get their attention. And then another thing again, which is very, very critical to these discussions is that even though, um, or even if you are not a security uh, person or as a citizen of the country, you should have one or two um, um, security uh, friends, okay? Like in your community where you are living, you should have a DPU number. You should have at least those that are concerned, those that you know um, maintain safety security in the environment, so that in a time of uh, probably any incident, those one can easily come to your to your aid. Like the CCTV, the CCTV camera I've just mentioned. By the time you discover, so oh, people you know um, the threat actors are probably trying to break into your your house, and then you are watching them through your CCTV camera. You can equally give you know a, a very clear, a vivid account to security forces that that will probably come to your to your, to your rescue but once you don't, have, you don't have this yes there's no way you can you know get across to uh, some of uh, these uh, you know um, security forces and again again it is also very very important if you can have uh, you know dog do dogs are friendly are human you know uh, uh they're friendly with 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 humans Okay, sometimes it's not just only um, friendliness of uh, or friendliness of keeping dogs. Again, they serve as security in a house. Okay, they serve as security. They serve as as as, as uh, a, a, a protections. Okay, in our houses. So in the night, sometimes probably when you are sleeping and you hear a dog bark, you, you know that probably somebody must have infiltrated into your company. So, Mr. Danjima. This is the Thinking Reimagined podcast, sponsored by Allied Empowerment. Allied Empowerment Consultancy offers leadership and innovation through bespoke human development solutions, brain-based leadership, and coaching. Allied Empowerment empowers business leaders, teams, and individuals to intentionally accentuate desired outcomes built on trust, curiosity, psychological safety, engagement, and communication. Allied Empowerment thriving in a sustainable and value manner. You seem yes. to have a long list. So let me just uh, butt in a bit so that you can okay. have a breather and then we can soak in quite a number of things that you have said. You have talked about um, the need not to be isolated in your community. Uh, you talked about having friends within the security architecture. Uh, you mentioned CCTV. And also, the moment you mentioned, you know, keeping dogs, Dr. Amma smiled because I know that um, she has a dog as well. I just don't know how strong your dog is, Dr. Amma, to, to protect you in the case of an intruder and all of that. But how do you react to all of these um, things that Mr. Dandrum has talked about? 
Well, Nefemi, I do have a dog and he is police trained. So with certain commands, if I feel threatened, I can give those commands and he will act. But um, if you were to meet him, he's incredibly friendly and warm. Um, and he's a sniffer dog, actually. So he, he can sniff danger, so to speak, and all of those. But that's what I choose to have. I mean, he is part of the household, but at the same time, um, he does know the commands and I do know the, the, the specific command I can do, I can, I can give if I feel um, my life is threatened, um, but that I do not share at all. Um, I do agree yeah. with Shuaibu on, on what he has stated. I do think it's important for you to know your neighbors and in Nigeria, it's certainly important to know the DPO because the DPOs that you you befriend or you become acquainted with are the ones who are going to come to your aid when necessary um, because we know the situation in this country um, it, whilst it's important for you to know your neighbors you also have to be cautious as to how much you broadcast within your your community or within your street and i've noticed hopefully it's diminishing but many people will even announce that they're traveling you don't tell people you're traveling because if you're putting it on the internet or you're changing your location, you're literally giving away that you have left your normal home or you're sharing photographs from your holiday. Well, if you're on holiday, clearly there's no one in your house. Um, so you do need to think about those, those things as they are very important. One of the things that we haven't talked about at all is the... Um, the online and financial, because that's another way that people get defrauded. That's another way that people get violated, but there's not much discussion about that. Yes, when you go to the cash point, you shouldn't be flashing the money and taking out money and you know continuously, but how do you protect yourself um, when cyber crime we know is going to become the number one form of um, of insecurity as time goes on. So people committing crimes all from home, from their offices, from wherever they are. And if you don't protect yourself, you can e easily fall prey. And that kind of crime um, sort of sits with you emotionally because you feel so violated when somebody is able to infiltrate your personal finance, um, finances electronically. Um, because how do you block it off? And do you even know who the perpetrator is? And very often what happens is you just download something and you're giving them access. Or somebody tells you, oh, you ordered this item and you, you don't stop to think, I never ordered anything. Or click and download on this and you will get this and you do it. And before you know it, they're fishing, they're sending you things. And in the process of you typing in your codes and passwords, that information is going to them. So we, we, whilst we're concentrating on physical security, I think we need to think about the online and financial because that is gaining so much ground um, globally and even in Nigeria. So what I want to add to that is this, you know, sometimes there are fictitious numbers that um, some others, um, you know, hackers do send out. They say, oh, you've, um, you've won so, so amount of money, maybe, I mean, um, a, a, a very huge amount of money, a transaction that too narrowly, you've not, I mean, you've not, you, you've not applied. 
So he wants some amount of money. So, and then there's, okay, you call this number, they'll give you a number. So I'm not saying that, no, don't, don't call a number, okay? Uh, and those ones are just trying, trying to, it's just like a bait. They're just trying to wait so, you know, to trap you. By the time you call, that's immediately, it will not expose your financial, you know, um, position to the attackers and then, they will not have straight to, to, to your account. And then another thing that came, yes, never you expose your secret financials um, document, you know, such as your PIN, your ATM PIN, you know, all the, the codes that you use in transacting your business. So all those things, these are the ways that, uh, you know, people get to track. And then again, you see, sometimes there are some numbers, I'm still continuing with a number, They'll send a number, somebody, you know, we need to be very, very careful, you know, in picking unknown, um, you know, or a fictitious number. More often than not, do, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, display some of this number that the hackers normally use. You know, sometimes you see, you know, just three digits. At times it could be with more than three digits. They'll use it. It's so, oh, I'm so, so person. I'm your uh, bank administrator, you know. Um, you have a, you have problem with your with your with with your bank. Yes, um, just call this number. We'll help you to you know to rectify some of this problem. Please never you do that. So these are ways that we have uh, you know um, cyber crimes. The I mean the, the the extension and expansions of cyber crimes in the Absolutely. society. Yes, so we need to be very very careful with that in a nutshell never click on indiscriminate links that are sent yes. to your social media accounts it's also yes, one of yes. the very cheap ways of accessing all your accounts you know that there are people who do no longer have ownership of their handles yes, they've been taken over by hackers and things like that fantastic yes. contribution that we are wrapping up one of the Yes, Dr. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's, it's vital that we, as we're speaking about all of these and giving solutions, that people become proactive and understand that um, they have to initiate learning and understanding the different ways that they can have infiltration, whether it's physical or online or digitally. It, it's very important because you miss you miss one cue and you've exposed yourself in more ways than you can um, you can imagine. So people have to educate themselves and um, you know you can self-defense goes beyond physical defense. It also involves being careful and uh, of how you portray yourself online and what yeah. information you make available to people. That's right. Ex exactly. Yes, and then again, um, sorry for the intersection. Um, something happened recently in Lagos there. Uh, somebody came to hotels and, um, in a guest, he came to hotels and, uh, he, I mean, he needed money. You see, he called a security guy that he, he should help him withdraw money from ATM. You can see how, I mean, how some of us build in, uh, in the public. Somebody you never, you, 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 you never knew before all those things. You came out, give out your, you know, expose your financial position to that person. Okay, so what happened? When this guy was going on his own, his own part, 
he gave a certain amount of money to this guy. You know, I mean, for accepting his uh, to go on uh, an error for him. Okay. But at the end of the day, what happened? This guy went and, you know, uh, withdraw a huge amount of money from this, this, this guy's account and disappear into the thin air. They don't see me again. You see, these are some of the things of all those adversaries that, uh, you know, um, we have been kind of giving out. Some people are still being adamant. They are not being conscious of the, of the environment or the sites that they find themselves. How on earth you know, can you trust and trust your financial position? This is financial position where you give out your ATM to somebody with your pins and everything. You are, it's as well as that person that has a full control of your financial position. So, and then look at what happened. You will drop a huge amount of money from his account and disappear. So these are some of the things that actually we need to be very, very careful. Don't just trust anybody. And this has always been the, I mean, our a source of concern. When you see somebody, don't just trust somebody. Okay? You need to really take your time, study the, 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 the person very well before you gradually, before you begin to, I mean, you have some sense of uh, maybe trusting that person. But um, you don't just see somebody for, for the very first time that you begin to entrust all your, 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 your financial positions, or if your family members, uh, a life is to that person. We need to be very, very careful. We need to be circumspect in doing all those things. Uh, so and before we go, Nifemi, yes. I really would like to emphasize the importance of parents keeping and being mindful of what their children are exposed to, because there are many parents who give their children telephones at a very young age without the full understanding that they're perpetrators on the other side who can infiltrate and connect with their children and commit um, acts on their children electronically. They really, I mean, the, the amount of child pornography that's going on is strangers coming onto phones or gaining the trust of the children and getting these children to become engaging acts that violate them or having them meet them in places. We have to recognize that um, we're responsible for protecting our children and educate them on the etiquette of being online and at being part of social media. It's absolutely important. Exactly. That's Definitely. another issue of safety and security. Uh, yes, my exactly. dear. You know, I've heard people say that um, when you're given a child a phone, there's need that you link it to your to your own account so that you can monitor. Um, what is going on in that child's account. Um, so I think the bottom line here is we need to become security smart, uh, security vigilant, particularly right now <laughs> when there are so much um, uncertainties. But I won't allow you to go yet, Mr. Danjuma, without asking you uh, this very important question. I'd like you to talk to us very briefly about how to relate with um, gun-wielding security officers, because there's been a lot of stories about, you know, indiscriminate shootings, a policeman stops you on the way, you're arguing with him, he gets angry, he shoots you, you know, especially you, know, you are a military man yourself and you, you understand the relationship that your men have with the gun. 
Uh, do you argue with someone who has a gun or you just allow them have their way and move on? How do you deal with, you know, all these very many disagreements that take place between the civilian and the gun wielding officer? Okay, thank you very much. You see, um, it is really a very, very unfortunate for, you know, um, a secretary, it's not even just uh, our lady, please, but all secretaries. I'm going to say specifically for all secretary professionals. Um, for you to, you know, um, just a mere provocations or arguments, and you know, press the triggers against, uh, you know, a civilian, it's unprofessional. It's not done, it's not done anyway, so it's, it's not practicable, it's unprofessional, it's condemnable. We don't do that. From the, from, from the beginnings of, uh, you know, um, let's say, secretary education from the training ground, all those things should be well packaged, okay? That you don't just, you know, press trigger when it's not necessary. With particularly civilian, armless civilians, it's uncalled for. Let me just give you a background, a little bit of background in the military training, just as Riley you know, said. In the military, we have what is called fire discipline. Every military guy or man or personnel has that concept, a well, a well, a well engraved concept into his you know, military you know, trainings, military background. You always you know, maintain this fire discipline. You see, you don't just release shot or you don't just fire when order is not given. So without, we have that, that regimentation in the military. And that is the reason the military training is obviously quite different from any other you know, security institutions that you can think of, okay? Now, in the case of the, the, the police, you know, uh, shooting civilians just by just mere provocations. I think um, the, 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 those that the Hems affair, that is within the top sections of the Nigerian police, need to actually to redefine the operational strategies, the operational uh, you know, um, techniques in dealing with civil issues. Okay, yes, of course, these issues, is, it has been happening more often than not. Along particularly the highways, or just maybe when they request for one things, and uh, maybe probably driver, you know, refuse or whatever, all those things. So if you particularly if they see you stop, and you're not stop, then don't fire. It's unprofessional. It, it, it's condemnable. And I want to say, without missing words, that the police authorities that should do something about this. The men should need a kind of a, a reorientation. So I think it is just the most important aspect of this. They need to be reoriented. They should have a cost, constant, um, you know, sensitizations on how to handle their arms and, uh, and, and, and all that. Because one, they are not there to protect themselves, but they are there to protect the civilians. And if you shoot the person, if you should kill the person you are protecting, of course, you will not turn anything. And then the, the, the law should take this, this, this do cost because you are not just sent there to kill a, a, a civilian, but rather you are being sent there to do what? To protect them as they are, they are, they are moving you know, across the, the, the letter breaks of, of the country. Yes, um, there is what is ideal. I, I like your position as regards um, professionalism um, within the security outfit and uh, what you talked about, weapon discipline amongst um, officers and men. Uh, but unfortunately, that hasn't been the situation with those who have been victims of um, trigger-happy policemen 
and um, you know, even army officials. The Tama, do you agree with the position that perhaps the civilians also might need to adjust in their confrontation with um, <laughs> security men, particularly a situation where a person who has been shot now, the best you can get for him is justice, but he's dead. Perhaps if we rewind back a bit, if it was more, you know, if, if he had understanding of the fact that the guy who's with the gun is perhaps sick in the head, would have just um, played along and perhaps um, find a way to preserve his or her life, Dr. Tama. Well, Nifemi, um, I'm going to change the word security men to security personnel because uh, we have seen videos where male and female have not been professional um, as um, officers of the of the law. So unfortunately, and I think we've had this discussion on many occasions, when tempers are flared, the part of your brain that can allow you to make executive decisions, your prefrontal cortex just goes down, completely shuts down. And so you're just reacting from a place of fear you know, so you're frightened, you're, you're, you want to be safe, and so you become confrontational. And I do agree with Shwaibu that there needs to be more training for um, security personnel. But I also believe that overall people need to um, engage in sensible dialogue, dialogue that allows them to resolve their conflict it's always a conflict of some sort that rises up and at some point in time somebody just pulls the trigger if we can learn to just communicate and to use conflict resolution we will go much further than reacting in which case our amygdala is is hijacked from anger and stress and frustration and all of these other things. And we just want to react to protect ourselves. And unfortunately, people lose their lives. But there are also cases where for no reason, somebody just gets upset with another human being because they have a bias against them or they looked in a particular way or whatever it is, and they attack. So it's a mixed bag. And I don't think that there's one single response but I do think that we have to de-escalate the number of confrontations that mm. we experience um, individually as a society and globally. This, this country is already traumatized, traumatized from so many things that are going on that the slightest, the slightest provocation or somebody uttering a word and the whole thing is over. It's unfortunate. Mm. So we have to take responsibility for ourselves. We have to be proactive. We need to educate ourselves on how to protect self-protection as well as how to interact and carry out our, our daily businesses online just mm. so we feel safe mentally, physically, emotionally, financially, and um, digitally because you have to be digitally safe. Cybercrime is on the rise and we have to pay attention. That's a very good place to leave it. And I think that um, you made a very important um, submission where you talked about how hard the country is for quite a number of people. Perhaps all of us can remember that um, when we begin to interact with people 
understanding that the reaction might come in, might be coming from a place of frustration. Uh, perhaps they're not getting paid enough, or perhaps they just lost their job. Perhaps they have financial family issues. And we can just cut each other a slack and move on. And hopefully things get better for us. A big thank you to Tribal Danjima, who is a security expert uh, who joined us on this conversation. Thank you for all the advisories you've given to us as regards security and safety. Dr. Ama, it's always a pleasure to have you on this conversation. A big thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. See you again next week. Bye for now. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Bye bye. bye. This has been a Thinking Reimagined podcast. The executive producer is Dr. Amma. Co-producer Peter Amon Boyle. And it is moderated by Nifemi Okuntoye. The podcast is edited by Nelkan and supervised by Dun Sokwa. Thinking Reimagined emphasizes the importance of transformational conversations which have as their aim the bringing about of the rich diversity of thoughts and most importantly, powerful and applicable effective solutions and change. The views, opinions and contributions of the panelists are exclusively theirs and do not reflect the opinions of thinking reimagined producers or personnel. Thank, Thank you, you for, for listening, listening and we, we hope, hope you, you have enjoyed, enjoyed this episode. episode. We invite you to subscribe to Thinking Reimagined on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play and other outlets. We look forward to presenting another riveting episode next week. Thinking Reimagined podcast is produced by Live Abundantly. We welcome your thoughts and invite you to visit our website, livesabundantly.com. Or you can follow us on social media on Live Abundantly 8. Thinking, Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset, the mindset for, for a better global, global society. society.